our sponsor this week is for people who are having a big problem. That problem could be famine. That problem could be needing something from a different country. That problem could just be greed. The product is anything but war, for God's sake, anything but fucking war. You see, the product, anything but war, for God's sake, anything but war, is great because it won't leave generations of people with post-traumatic stress disorder and continued deaths. So if you're having a problem, try anything but war. God, for the love of God, anything but war. Another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we're gonna write some funny ads. Talking movies and having a blitz. It's the beaded podcast. It's the Beated Podcast. It's the Beated Podcast. This is Beat It Movie Reviews. Hello, everybody. I'm Minesweeper Joe Cabello, and this is a tour guide, Chris Asoda. Hello, hey. Chris. How's it going? Uh, good. How about you? It's going pretty good. That was a pretty good off-the-cuff uh, little thing there, wasn't it? What if yeah. I did write it? <laughs> yeah. But I was just say. like... <laughs> What's the uh the coupon code though? Could you re- say the coupon code for that uh deal? Oh yeah, uh here it is. Hashtag for the love of God, <laughs> quit sending people to die and and kill innocent people. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a not good a, coupon not as code. smooth as my pre written material, but it's it works it's okay. though. Yeah. It did work. Um Cool. So we're talking about some of that stuff. Why? Because we're reviewing Spike Lee's The Five Bloods today, which I'm super excited to talk about this movie uh, yeah. because I feel like there's a lot like to say and dissect with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited. Um, every movie is exciting in its own way, but I don't know. Uh, for me, this one is definitely a, a very juicy piece of meat yeah definitely but before we um before we get into the movie let's as always talk about uh what we've been watching so uh you want to kick it off with some what you've been watching yeah actually this week i haven't i actually haven't been able to watch much as a, ah. working a lot but uh and the, this weekend actually i had to well i ended up playing a lot of uh the last of us two Oh, well, that's awesome. Let's talk about that. Because that's a movie. Yeah, it's essentially like a big, very serious post-apocalyptic movie about where you're not necessarily the good guy. That's that's one of the main aspects of that game. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I hear it's like kind of abusive to the player in like making them choose bad decisions. Yeah, that that and like they very similar to some scenes in The Five Bloods, they they do some things where they humanize the enemy. So it's like, you know, they may oppose you, but they're still people mm-hmm. just trying to live to one of one of the most interesting ways they do that is like, you know, you're you're in an area fighting a group of enemies and you kill one of them sneaking around and one of them will find the body and then instead of just saying like hey there's a one of us is dead over here they'll say like they killed uh you know dan 
Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, what? And then, the, you know, it's there's they Dan know each who other. Dan loves brownies? Yeah. Like, trying to humanize them so the, much. The one who has a five-year-old child? Uh, they're like, oh. She's no. right here next to me. <laughs> she was really excited to see him. What happened to her? I brought her into this area as a surprise for him. They haven't. <laughs> she hasn't seen her since she was a baby. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, but, uh, and you're a fan of the first one, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Very... A lot of people like will say if like someone doesn't game and they're like, I want to get into games. And uh, The Last of Us is the game they say to go play. So I don't know how easy it is when you play on like the easier difficulties, but I feel like this game would be pretty challenging for someone that has never played games before. Just, I guess if, if you never played games, like a third person or first person game, it will be like the hardest thing to play. But the story is so great. I, It's almost like you could watch, you know, the, the story or like someone else play through it and it would still be an entertaining experience because of how cinematic it is and how interesting the story is. Right. That's that's kind of I think where people are so hooked on the story that they are like, oh, just play this. Because if you don't play games, uh-huh. you, the, yeah, you like you, the story. Yeah, because it'll click with you very easily because of how much it is like a, a movie. You know, a lot of people compared it to The Road uh, initially. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the first game. Some people said it's like Logan. But yeah, The Last of Us. So I I never just, I never got into it because yeah. it seemed like a 50-hour gameplay game or something where I just didn't uh-huh. want to devote that much time. Like, I like games that i can just pick up play a few rounds and then shut it off yeah that's typically what i've been playing um so i probably won't be playing it but do you think there's any value in like experiencing the story in some other way like reading about the story or like a video break yeah yeah i'm sure there's there are i'm sure videos online of like people just some putting together like the story bits of the game you know and like skipping over the parts where it's like just combat yeah the story's like good on its own it's not a good story in the interactive setting the in in the interactive setting what it does best when you're playing the game is it builds the world so like you're you're going through a city you're finding these notes left behind by people the environmental storytelling will be like okay something interesting happened here you know a group of people were rebelling and fighting off these people and the infected came and killed them and you know stuff like that is interesting but then the main overall story the most important parts are generally in the cutscenes and then like short bursts of the gameplay not like a full you know area or level of the game it's like you could you could definitely get like a summary with with some gameplay in it but not as much as you would be worried about the other thing though is like i so i played just like the intro of the game and then i went to grab dinner with my cousin this uh friday and then like the intro is some like crazy shit happens and I was like, oh, man, I really need to talk to someone about this. And so, like, oh. she does, she's never even played the game, but I explained to her, like, what was happening in the story and and what happened in, like, the first game story. 
and she was like, like, holy shit, that's a game? What the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> it's like trying to explain Death Stranding to people. You know, like, <laughs> I just need you to hear what's happening in this, this game here. They're, they're like, I hear everything you're saying, but I understand none of it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I think you're fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, it's, the... <laughs> it's definitely easiest to compare to someone like, oh, have you seen Logan? It's basically like that. Except okay. zombies. More like that than uh than anything else. Yeah. But um well, but yeah. And actually I was gonna say the, the first game is maybe like twenty hours to beat. Okay, so that's cool. it's not like a super long game. But yeah. Yeah, I think the last game I like actually beat was uh, Pokemon Sword and there's I didn't really beat it. There's still like Oh yeah, the whole epilogue six hours that's like the things to do. Yeah. It's like do everything you did but now with like harder guys and you're like I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Which is I how I was too. I I might come back to it at some point, maybe when the expansion comes back, but I also yeah, felt like I got my money's worth on that one. Yeah, yeah. And actually coincidentally, the expansion came out this week, so Oh, was it this week? Yeah, you know, so... it's so weird, though. Like, I remember, I think, when the uh, the lockdown began, like, I was, I had beat the game, and I was like, oh, when's the expansion come out? Man, that's hella far away. Yeah. That's never gonna come, and now <laughs> I haven't seen a hum- human flesh. <laughs> so, uh, Ricky in the chat says he heard the DLC isn't good. You know uh... what, if... If I'm already sick of the epilogue stuff, yeah, I'm probably not going to enjoy the DLC. I remember I bought the Splatoon 2 DLC. I pre-ordered it. Oh, really? And then by the time it came out, I wasn't really playing Splatoon 2 anymore, and then the, the DLC wasn't even that good. Yeah. It was like a first-person, or a, a one-player version of the game, like Shit. a story. You're like, that's actually oh, not yeah. why this is fun. Yeah. Yeah, the, I haven't read up too much about the new Pokemon expansion, but what I did hear is like, oh, they added 150 more Pokemon to catch of like the original, you know, 700, 800. And I'm just thinking like, I would not care to go back. Like, I know, I'm like, fuck. Yeah, that's not going to bring I, me I, back. I started the game being like, I'm going to catch every single one. And oh, then wow. after a certain point, I was like, I need to move on with my life. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it was like, before I was even, I was taking so long between gym leaders. Yeah. Just because. Just like, I need to catch every single one that's in this area. And then you're like, what am I fucking doing? <laughs> and the thing, though, is like, the new Pokemon don't interest me. I actually am a, a loser who's like, well, give me Sandrock. Sandshrew. Give me Sandrock Gundam. <laughs> in Pokemon, that would be cool. Uh, but, uh, cool. Well, I'm sure you'll be playing a lot more of, uh, The Last of Us over the next week, too. Yeah, Over watching movies. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, a little bit about what I've been watching. One thing I want to mention is I've been doing two things, one of which everybody listening is invited to. I've been doing outdoor backyard screenings, and now we'll be getting into doing some virtual screenings. Um... But the outdoor ones, I got a little projector, like one of those Coke can shaped ones. Oh, yeah. Um, and we've been doing movies outside with uh, inviting neighbors and a few people and just like sitting apart and all that. Uh-huh. And uh, it's been a blast. So I also have a Discord server that I guess I'll put in the show notes 
uh, the link to it. And basically, I have an event already planned for uh, a special movie to show virtually, and you know, it'll uh, it'll stream well. We won't get caught. I don't think. <laughs> Especially uh, if you there... put it out here on. Uh... Yeah, if I am really all all of our listeners, all thousands of them. Yeah. Army, we need you. Beat it, army. <laughs> uh, let me. I'll get the link to everybody. You might lose Chris for a second. Um, so I can give you the link, but, um, so I would grab that as soon as I can, but basically we've been doing those work. I have, it'll be an event. It'll be fun. I think so. It's hidden from people. All right. There we go. Um, everybody will be invited that if you, uh, go to the discord the invite link that never expires is what they want. But for now, I'll give you the one that does expire. Um, there, uh, follow the Discord chat. And then um, you'll get news on which movies we're going to show. When we're going to show them. And then you can pop in, watch the movie, get some entertainment, and chat along to it. And uh, it'll be fun stuff. Uh, and I'll just keep doing them, even if uh, very few people show up. Because fuck it. So these yeah. outdoor movies have been really fun. And last night uh, we watched Blood Machines. Did I talk about Blood Machines? I can't I can't remember. So it's basically this um, fan film or like Kickstarter film. And it's very sci-fi. And it's about a Blade Runner and his crew who hunt down a ship that they shot down. But they oh. uh, learn that inside the ship is a woman. Uh, so then this woman like escapes and then they're hunting her down. So it's basically like this idea that these all these ships have like a woman spirit that's like actually a human woman that can like suck out of the ship. Okay. Um, and it's three parts that in total it's less than an hour. Um, it do, You do feel its budget, but it also looks way better than it has any any reason to. You know, it was... It was pretty cool, although there is, there's a very cool scene of crashing ships, which are portrayed, uh, one, by the actual crashing of the ships, two, by the person controlling the crashing of the ships in a room. The ships, again, are naked women. So he's, like, gesturing, tossing naked women around the room, and then it'll cut to, like, a derelict ship smashing into the bad guy's ship. And it's just kind of a problematic image of, like, it's such the objectification of women to the point where it's like, here's naked women, and they're just derelict ships. So we're just bashing this other ship with. Is it, are the naked women, like, the size of a normal naked woman? Or are they, yeah, like, so miniatures? They're, they're the size of a, a person, you know? Okay. So the person there is just in this room, like, kind of gesturing them around with his hands like force powers sort of and they're just like falling all over the place which is almost kind of cool but you can't uh distance yourself from the fact that like gosh yeah. this, what does this mean <laughs> so it is a little problematic in that way but it's also really cool looking it's uh like synth wave music very 80s inspired and the fact that the the guy's a blade runner uh which really 
plays nothing into it, but <laughs> yeah, does that actually matter? Like he could have been anything, but they had to refer to him as a Blade Runner. And I don't even think they do in the movie. It's just like part of the his like character bio if you read it on the website. Huh. So it's kind of weird that way. But there's there's a lot of good to it, um, for sure. Other than you know just that little problematic imagery, but some people could care less about that. It'd be cool if the bio's like he's also a, a Kryptonian and he's a Simpson <laughs> hey. also. Simpson. They can get away with anything. Yeah. Just don't say it in the movie. Okay? Yeah, as long as you Whatever. don't. Whatever and you do. He's also a Gilmore girl too. That's one of the <laughs> he's actually Rory. <laughs> he is her. Um. So Blood Machines uh, is cool. The music's definitely awesome. Um. So we screened that. Uh, that was uh, very cool. And I did see Artemis Fowl as well off of yeah. your recommendation. <laughs> And it's so, it's just not good. Yeah. I don't think Disney makes good live action kids movies at all. They never did. Yeah, it's really and... strange how bad it is to where you just are thinking like, has anyone watched this before they made it or was watching it as they were making it and thought it was still going to be good? And you know what? I will, the one reason, and this is going to be like, I'm just woke bashing every movie <laughs> possible with this next thing uh-huh. but there is um artemis fowl who's like the cool uh, genius kid never fucks up never does anything wrong he has his team one of which is they add this um uh, black girl who's his age to the team yeah what does she do she's Absolutely in three nothing. scenes two of which she serves food <laughs> Two yeah. of the three scenes she's in, she serves food. And then uh, there's, like, one other scene. She does nothing. Like, after all the battle, she, like, jogs out of the house. Y'all all right? <laughs> it's just, like, yeah. that's her. There's, that's like, her thing. There was a bunch of action scenes where I'm, like, isn't she in the house, too? Where is she? Yeah, and she's it's just like, chilling. Yeah, it's, Why'd like, as come? if they added her after the movie to be, like, oh, we need to add another character. And then just, like put her in a couple scenes in the side on the side or something it's it's yeah i don't know sense. why they they invited her as a teammate and then, then yeah. it just like looks very bad to be like casting yeah. someone just for that those reasons yeah um very weird but yeah it's just not enjoyable it has no real focus you don't know why you're watching it yeah <laughs> uh like you're like this story doesn't make any sense you know what's interesting too is like that girl when they introduce her in the movie in the beginning you're like oh okay she's like the co-lead young character like she's like the female lead yeah against artemis fowl it's like maybe they're gonna like butt heads throughout the movie and then she's not at all and they add this other fairy girl who's much more important to the story than she is that they yeah. show way more yeah it's yeah because the first thing the uh that's supposed to be his teammate girl does is bring him a sandwich god that's the first thing and one of the only things she does she literally brings artemis fowl the rich genius kid a sandwich the perfect little boy and baron all... trump <laughs> hey he's a criminal mastermind that's right. 
that uh, fuck him. Yeah. That scene at the end, I was just like, fuck off. By that point, I was like, fuck off that you're yeah. trying to do anything where you're like, after all this, you're like, I'm cool as fuck. You're like, no, no way. Yeah, you you don't get to be all these things where you think <laughs> you're cool, you're a genius, your plan was just perfect, but boring. <laughs> also, um, doesn't that girl fight the monster with like a broom at one point well like the one cool thing i will say although i didn't like the general production design of it was that Uh, the weapon that can turn into any weapon was sick that's that yeah but how is that the weapon that is like um it's just like a handle and then it's like a like a long kind of uh rectangular thing yeah yeah and it like becomes a bow and a sword and a this and a that huh. and a but, hibbity and a habity and a hibbity <laughs> they they use it mostly just like a gun right yeah yeah for the most part but the idea is cool uh-huh. so it's interesting i'll like, give it to him if it could be a gun why would you use it as a bow yeah huh. there is there must have been <laughs> some reason called this scene is boring and it could be a bow <laughs> Uh, uh yeah. but uh saw that and then um saw a movie so basically i forget what i ordered i think it was the uh 08th ms team on blu-ray uh which is my f- favorite gundam series uh mm-hmm. but i never owned it on blu-ray and i wanted to round out my cart to get free shipping from right stuff anime so i looked at like some of the some just like cheap blu-rays and stuff and there was a a movie Corpse Prison, Part 1 and Part 2. So, they're two different Blu-rays. Which, they don't really seem to need to be. But, it's this Japanese horror movie, and it's kind of like Midsommar in Japan, in a remote Japanese village. Because it's about this, uh, this teacher, professor, brings a bunch of female students to this village that hasn't had a woman in it in like decades (laughs) and uh he's brought them there to make a deal they were like we'll let you study our village but you got to bring us women so you can only imagine some of the horrors that come from that it's a very violent and at times uncomfortable movie um but i and i've only watched part one Uh it kind of end it ends in a way where you're like no, dude, just make it a three-hour movie. Because uh, okay. this isn't... Part one doesn't stand on its own. You know? And I guess, like, movies like It have done that as well. But, uh... It definitely feels... They're only both an hour and a half each. Okay. Um, weird. Uh, but gory, very weird. A lot of, um, you know, tri- trigger warning for pretty much about ev- everything in this movie. Um, but that being said, I, I enjoy it. Uh, I will watch part two, see how it ends. Uh, but it's very depraved. Not really. Um, but yeah, that's about all I've been watching. Are you looking up some Corpse Prison? Yeah. There's pictures in here where I'm like, what is this Corpse Prison? Uh-oh. And I believe uh, I would have the blu-rays near me it's uh some um distribution company that also did corpse uh what is it it's a game too 
um, it's basically j- corpse party. Like it's oh, about okay. a bunch of kids stuck in a, a school and it's haunted. Okay. Uh, so they did corpse party too. So I'm thinking about actually getting corpse party. <laughs> it looks like there's a live action corpse party also. Yeah, that's it. That's the one okay, that they okay. did. Because I believe there's like some animes. Yeah, it looks like there's an anime one too. But these really bloody, disgusting, <laughs> bloody disgusting. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know if I'd recommend it, but it's seven dollars for the Blu-ray. Not bad okay. to round out your card on. Yeah. I just I'm uh, looking any... forward. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say I'm no, looking forward for to. Uh, I bought. I just ordered uh, my first 4K Blu-ray because I I hadn't. Uh, I just got a 4K Blu-ray player. So nice. I saw that um, Into the Spider Verse on Blu-ray 4K was 15 bucks, so I was like, "I'll buy that That's again." Good. Yeah, yeah. Be my first movie. I, I should be getting it Monday, so I'll definitely watch that this next week. Tight. That's pretty stoked. That's awesome. Uh, I haven't kind of gotten into the the next level of TV and display yet. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I just got we'll see. Because I just got that projector, so I'll probably hold off yeah. on getting any sort of screen thing. Yeah, and it's it's nice to wait because they're always just getting better and better. You got to admit, it's getting better. It's getting better all the time. And that song means it's time for our feature review. As if we've d- ever done that song to <laughs> go into our feature review. Oh, but um, uh, speaking of, before we get into that, ordering... I have an order from Shout Factory, which is a DVD sales and stuff, Blu-rays. Oh, yeah. uh, getting Captain America, the 80s one. Oh, sick. <laughs> Going to get that on Blu-ray. Dig, eat up those special features. Uh, Dungeon Master with Eliminator, double Blu-ray. And Dungeon Master, a wizard, like, uh, challenges a computer hacker to his, like, series of challenges. So uh-huh. it's about that, like this hacker versus a wizard, eighties movie. Sick. And then uh, the third one is Munchies one and two. <laughs> you know Munchies? No. Look up Munchies, and you'll you'll Jeez. know, you'll know the case even if you haven't seen it. You'll be like, I I passed by that case and decided not to rent it. Oh wait a minute, yeah. Yeah, Dude. it was like a uh, ET ripoff meets it was like et and gremlins and critters ripped each other off munchie do i remember munchie i I think i've seen that before yeah so i have munchie one and two blu-ray coming (laughs) i'm gonna screen those and you know what people better enjoy them wait so which one is actually is is one a sequel uh yeah munchies two is the sequel to munchies one okay munchies by proxy because so, one is like just called Munchie. Oh, is it? So I'm curious. And then it looks like one. the other one is called Munchies. But on the box, it shows Munchies first and then Munchie after it. So that's why I'm like, which one is the sequel? Oh, right, right. <laughs> it's a, it, it, he's disgusting as yeah. well. Munchie looks it's, awful. And it's, and it's a movie you can find for free online. <laughs> it's not a hard uh, movie to find. Yeah, it looks awesome. So I'm so excited. That's like, so um, with these screenings, it's tough 
kind of picking movies right because i don't want to pick just like hey we're gonna watch the goonies like everybody's gonna be fine with that right but you want it to be movies that people are like i never would have watched that but i'm kind of glad i did whether i liked it or not you know what i mean yeah. and if if you tell people hey we're gonna watch munchie uh-huh. they might not show up you gotta spring that on them <laughs> yeah true uh, but why don't we get into this feature review of the, just did a transition, <laughs> check it out, new background, uh, feature review Whoa. of The Five Bloods. You ready for that, Chris? Yeah, I'm getting a call right now. Snake. <laughs> all, um, all the audio listeners will really get what we're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> you know we won't even tell you what we're talking about this time check it out live <laughs> dude okay uh, there might... real quick i'm looking at yeah. the trailer for munchies and it looks like they're these weird like gremlin creatures yeah it's like gremlins or critters but munchie is like just one like mascot creature that's yeah. more like a et style movie so i don't know if they're actually like a sequel to Okay, Munchie did come out later also. So I, I I don't know why they have the same name or similar name, but they definitely seem like very different movies. Yeah, and the the same like similar looks and characters. Well, there's three movies, I think it is. Oh. Munchie, Munchie Strikes Back, and Munchies. <laughs> okay. Uh, which possess no relation to the original film save the titles <laughs> these two films dealt with an impish wish-granting creature named munchie okay yeah dude munchie strikes back why don't they have that in the collection yeah Clearly. i have to uh i i wonder i forget which ones i got but it was with the horrific figure for sure yeah yeah that's that's the uh, munchie so munchie strikes back is definitely a sequel to that because Munchie came out in 92, Munchie Strikes Back in 94, but Munchies with, the, like, the Gremlins, that's, like, 87, so. That's really uh, confusing of them. How do you even... Yeah, okay, I got Munchies and Munchie. Yeah, that's the collection. Uh, that, actually, yeah. I was going to say, too, on that site, Shout Factory, you know they have a Twitch stream where they stream their movies all the time? Oh, no, I haven't 24 hours. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Check that out. Because I know, don't they have a deal on um, Big Trouble in Little China? They made like a special collector's edition and the thing. Yeah, there's a really nice, uh, there's a couple really nice special edition collectors, like DVDs With that I've had these, my like, eye on. Extra things, yeah. Yeah, they look pretty cool. I haven't, like, usually I've been going on there and just looking for the ones that are on super discount. Or <laughs> that are like pretty obscure that I, that I also like or want to see. The, can you look up the cover for Munchie Strikes Back? It, oh, there's a guy in the cover, and he looks like he's covered in Munchie's cum. Oh, wow. Like, it's like dust. Go, what's going on there? Family <laughs> Entertainment, Munchie Strikes Back. Kids do not like Munchie. It, it's probably worth, if you haven't already, to search Munchie and see this character he's everything like you know how when they made hello kitty yeah they were like oh there's like these almost basic rules of 
what makes something cute. And then with Munchie, they ignored all those rules and went the opposite way. <laughs> you know what he looks like is, um, gosh, what's the actor's name? Or you know, oh, you know, in uh, RoboCop, the guy that melts from the toxic liquid and gets yeah. dri- ri- driven into Ray Wise. He looks like if that guy was made into uh, some sort of ET-like alien. Oh my god, he kind of does. <laughs> Same swagger too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a big one. Maybe we'll do a have to do a, a Discord screen, stream of that. That'd be sick. Once that gets in there, um, but we should jump into this uh, feature review. Yeah. Of the Five Bloods. Um, well, let's get into it. Uh, Chris, you saw this uh, about a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit on it. Saw last week. Uh, so why don't you tell us what did you think of Defy Blood's general thoughts? Uh, I liked it a lot, and part of the reason I did, I think, is because I am I'm uh, I'm part Vietnamese and part French, and my mom was born there in uh, Vietnam. So a lot of my family has history with the Vietnam War and stuff like that too. Mm-hmm. So. It's interesting to see its portrayal and and especially like what it's like now too. And I yeah, it's the the representation of like French and Vietnamese people in the movie. I was not expecting to be as good as it was, mm-hmm. just because I thought it was going to be about to five bloods and only to five bloods. Totally. Uh, but I like yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really cool. I think the only thing I would say is like near the end, I kind of got a little bored until like the finale, like right before the the final act. Yeah, like maybe the the rest part before the uh, yeah. was it like when they're getting ready for the final battle? Yeah, um, yeah, like right there, I kind of was like, sure. oh, what's what's going on here? And then yeah, but but overall, I thought it was a great, solid movie, great addition to Netflix's library. Um, another great movie from Spike Lee. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for Netflix to, to Netflix has definitely been just hitting it out of the park on a more more often. Yeah, you know they've definitely have a history of great original movies, but mm-hmm. more and more they're knocking out of the park. I thought this was great. Uh, just an amazing movie. Like you said, it's a movie you think and very much serves um, to talk about African-American issues, like both uh, related to the Vietnam War and just otherwise. Yeah. And it does that, but it also just shines a light on everybody and everything and is able to give those perspectives because, yeah, we, we just it's so easy in a movie about war to look so one-sided and even when you're criticizing your own the movie criticizing uh its own government you'd still tend to get oh but the people we're fighting they were just monsters they were nothing you know yeah this movie doesn't do that it really shows that everybody was damaged by this and everyone loses basically Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was really impressed with that. And at the two and a half hours, it uses all of that time 
to simmer. Everything's just simmering until like the moments, the the big moments and uh, dramatic turns. They've cooked up so much. You, you know, you could smell them coming in a good way. Oh, you're like, no, the tension. Uh, it really uses its time well. Um, even though it, it is a little long, and I do think the part you're talking about drags a little bit, especially with um, Paul, uh, played by Delroy Lindo. There's some parts with him where I'm like, okay, I think we get, we get his story. Um, but that's getting into spoiler ter- territory, but I gave this a five stars on my Letterboxd. I thought it was just great. I do think it has um, some... The one issue that I think can be pointed out of it before we get into spoilers, just generally speaking, is some things are a little too convenient. There's Ugh. a couple events that are like, okay, well, yes, for the movie, this is like, I'm glad this happened. Yeah. But I don't think you did the work to like make this anything more than a, a big coincidence. Yeah. But at the same time, I. Everything worked so well that I forgave it, you know, so I would say, and I'll, we'll talk a little bit about what I mean by that in spoilers. So why don't we jump into spoilers now? If you haven't seen it, really, I know sometimes at least just speaking on my behalf, if I see a two and a half hour long movie or if maybe I feel like it's a heavy, going to be a heavy movie, I'm like, okay, I don't know. I'll, uh, I'll hold off on that. Um, but Defy Bloods, it's it's really has a lot of joyous moments. It's it is just so good, and you gotta see it. Don't shy away from it. Um, but let's get into spoilers here. Talking about uh, I guess this movie. These guys are uh, Vietnam vets return to Vietnam. That way they can get the retrieve the remains of their old. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Lieutenant? Yeah. I don't know what. Uh, boss? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in the army. Sorry. Um, and as we find out to retrieve gold that they found there, that they're going to uh, take back home finally. Um, so pretty interesting. I actually didn't know it was about that at all. I didn't, I knew it was about... Uh, um, them coming back to Vietnam, but I had no idea about the gold. So that was kind of exciting. So I I knew the trailer was about getting the gold. So I was confused at the beginning. because I was like, Oh, it's not about getting the gold. It's about getting their friend back. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Oh, right. There is gold too. Okay. Yeah. And I like the way that they, the movie, I didn't watch the trailer. So yeah, Uh, it's my whole thing. If I don't, if I know I'm going to watch it, for sure. I don't watch the trailer. Yeah. Um, just maybe 20 seconds of it. Uh, but I like the way the movie like unfurls all that information slowly. Especially as someone who didn't know what was going on. Like I barely even knew about the remains of their um, their captain. Mm-hmm. But the way it comes out is just so like flowy and natural with the tour guide being like, hey, do you have the um, official papers? And then you're like, oh, this is something bigger than just these guys hanging out, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I appreciated things like that. And then of course the gold that ends up being quite a shocker to me. Yeah. 
What do you think about uh, Spike Lee's, you know, use of pictures and uh, documentary footage and things like that in the movie? Oh, yeah. So, like, at the beginning, I didn't I didn't realize how violent this movie was going to turn. <laughs> but I should have seeing those the beginning, those clips of all the real, you know, uh, yeah. footage from the war, especially, like, there's that famous picture of the guy who's getting shot in the head, but I've never seen the actual, that there's actual video of him after he's shot in the head. And I was like, wow, that's really powerful. Um, But then, yeah, it's like halfway through the movie, it takes this crazy violent turn that I guess it's, it's interesting because like the first half of the movie is more about like the characters and their PTSD and how it Mm. affects them normally. But then, like, the second half, it kind of, like, takes this big turn, and I thought, I didn't realize it was not going, it was going to be such a turn, I guess. Yeah, because basically by the midpoint, it's actually, like, right about halfway through, they find the gold. Yeah. Like, they are ready to go home, but then shit goes south uh, after that. And yeah, I didn't know, I didn't necessarily expect there was gonna be like, um, they were gonna end up like being in a gunfight, you know? Like, yeah. There's a point in the movie where the um, the tour guide is like, if we're gonna defeat these guys, we need um, we need like ground, like to defensive ground. And I was like, wait, this is gonna they're gonna do like a siege battle? Yeah. At the end, <laughs> holy fuck! <laughs> and these guys are just so down. Yeah. But, you know, I think some things like that are ridiculous. There's a lot to the movie that is a little bit ridiculous. Uh-huh. And uh, and even one of the when the movie takes its first major turn with a mind scene. Yeah. That like it's almost so ridiculous. It's almost comical in its violence and insanity. But it's never that it's and it always lands on horror. Yeah. You know? It's yeah, really it's, it's it was interesting tonally because just speaking to that mind scene, I guess we could just jump to it now because I think it's like one of the most interesting tone moments that is basically one of the characters. He starts walking backwards, giving like a speech of we all need to get along and whatnot. And you yeah. just know this dude <laughs> is going to step on a fucking mine or a yeah. shark's going to come out. And <laughs> yeah, something's yeah, gonna happen. It's like the camera is just getting further and further away from him. Like the cameraman knows it's gonna blow up, and he doesn't want to yeah. get caught in the blast. <laughs> yeah, even they are like we know it's not real. But we gotta They're like keep walking backwards. Yes, okay. Yeah, you keep going. You're good. So there's something too, like smelling it a mile away, which the movie like sets up the landmines. And I don't know about you, but once like. You know, even just the inherent knowledge of knowing there's still active landmines there. Yeah. But then he meets somebody who's the the uh, French woman and her team in the film. Who are, it's like, yeah, we're here to defuse landmines or detonate mm. landmines. <clears throat> so you're like, oh, there's definitely landmines. Yeah. So then the fact that he's slowly backing up after they've had a big win. Yeah. You're like, you're going to blow up right now, dude. He's he's and backing he, up away from everyone else, and it yeah. also it felt like he was backing up for like two minutes. 
Yeah, like, it, stop, it, please stop. It honestly felt a little unnatural, and I don't like. I almost feel like that's purposeful. Yeah, like, in a way, it seemed like they put a real landmine in the ground, and they're like, "Okay, keep going with this speech, and just keep walking around until you just until naturally you feel- step on it." So the actor's like waiting. Yeah. He's like, "I guess I'll say my next line." <laughs> Yeah, there's something weird because then it it explodes, which, you know, you probably I would be I would love to talk to somebody who of fucking didn't see that coming and no hate to you if if you didn't. Uh, Yeah, maybe, you know, whatever. Um, But you see it coming explosion and he's just wailing and the effect is horrific, but it also feels a little like he's so blasted apart. Yeah, that the fact that he's even conscious is yeah. insane, and I'm sure that I'm sure there might be something true to that. Like, hey, your adrenaline when half your body gets blown off, your uh-huh. adrenaline is so great that for 20 seconds you're lucid as fuck. Yeah. I could buy that, but I don't want to see it in a movie. You know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was so gruesome. It, yeah, like it's it's a gnarly, and it it's very much like a a lay down prosthetic thing. You know, like. It's not uh, gruesome in that it looks so real. It's gruesome right. in that it's just so gory. Yeah. And over the top. And he's alive for about 20 or 30 seconds. Yeah. After as he's bleeding out. Just it's like all four of his limbs are completely blown off. And his there's like so gone. much blood just spewing out of his arm. Yeah. His stomach is gone. Yeah. It And it's like almost absurd like the same effect could be used in a horror comedy yeah. but it's not it never falls into where you feel that way it's just like kind of it, it almost just makes you see the lunacy of this whole situation you know of it's like a slap in the face of like fuck this is that this does people don't die clean in real life either like uh, yeah it's weird and fucking startling and um and i don't know you know it might not have been made with that intent at all but that is the vibe i got ultimately uh uh, yeah with some of that violence um but that's a big turning point Uh, i guess we could talk about some of the stuff just leading up to that because it's like the first half of the movie is them kind of reconnecting and like you said deal dealing with their ptsd you know they all of course if this is their first time coming back together that stuff's going to come out and we find out that paul played by delroy lindo is kind of the unhinged one he's the trump voter he has the make america great again hat yeah well which they they you know give him some shit for but at the end of the day they're all just pals um that whole trump hat we have to talk about just at some point because just the way they use it is so blatant but also subtle (laughs) yeah like the the enemies putting it on after doing a bad deed like there's a lot of just shit like that but before we get into that he's unhinged he's has the worst of it of the ptsd Mm -hmm. um and his son sneaks aboard david um and kind of sets himself up to be kind of a, a thorn and a bad guy a little bit, like demanding uh, a, a share of the money, 
now that he's just because he's you know snuck his way onto the mission and he's yeah. kind of the foolish young one um i thought his arc was great that's that's a great movie arc he starts out as kind of this lost guy doesn't yeah, know like, how to doesn't know to. who his dad is really yeah doesn't even know who he is you know yeah he's here what fucking hacking into his dad's emails and now taking yeah. money like he went there to help what he was worried about his dad now he's taking money and in, in on this scam like he's lost and throughout the movie he's just tested more and more but then by the end of it he's kind of figures out who he is it's it's really very good yeah yeah i like there's a scene very early on when he's asking his dad for a portion of the money and then he's asking the rest of the group too mm. there's like a great shot where they have um the, the kid the kid the son's name is david he's like david it's like a shot where they have a camera high and it looks david's face is looking up at the camera like he's a yeah. child yeah at the it's rest even of them like a, it's like a wide angle so it has that like you know like bigger no like more have you like when you have your facetime camera on you yeah and you're too close yeah and that's that's that very much like puppy to i'm looking up and yeah it's a great shot yeah that i thought that was really awesome yeah and he's like holding a drink or like a little yeah or something he looks like such a little kid yeah i'm really glad you mentioned that shot because i remember just like wanting to clap my hands at that shot yeah like spike lee is definitely he's so good at I think I forget what I. Uh, if he was an artist, you know, if directors are uh, were to be compared to like a, a kind of like paper artist. He like uses a fucking big fat felt tip marker, but is doing things incredibly intricate with it. Like he's so blatant and bold with what he's doing and saying, but it never feels cheesy or ham-fisted yeah and it's super it's super impressive uh because this movie is able to then like have fun because of that too like in the same movie that has this fun dance scene where they're dancing through the club they also do a prolonged shot of a baby shot in the head yeah that happens in the same movie and that was one of those cutaways they're kind of talking about the I think it's a point where they're talking about kind of the horrors that happened to the Vietnamese people as well. And it's going through, you know, shots of some of the, the famous and infamous attacks on uh, children and women and civilians. And they're go- cycling through pictures. And the final picture is a shot of a, a baby shot in the head. And it holds on that shot longer than every other uh, picture. Yeah. So it's like picture, 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 baby. <laughs> then back to the movie. Uh, and that's in the same movie that, you know, is having these fun moments with characters at the beginning. Um, yeah. And some humor. Yeah. Up, up until through. that midway point, it's like a fun adventure movie almost. Yeah. Despite a lot of like bubbling of tension with. Yeah. Ball. Yeah. And I, one thing with Paul, too, is I wonder if this was purposeful, but when he's, let's say, on the boat in the uh, river market, uh-huh. 
and the, there's a dude trying to sell him chickens and he's really like keeps talking to paul and paul's like no paul keeps saying no and he's begging everybody for help and the shot stays on paul and he's like god please can you get him to go away please no yeah. go away and no it's like nobody's helping him no one's even saying anything yeah you know and then uh Finally, at a certain point, they step in after he's, like, gone a little crazy. But I feel like that was intentional, just, like, having having him be ignored. Because mm-hmm. uh, that felt powerful. You know, it felt uncomfortable. You're like, somebody help him. Yeah. Like, he, he's asking for help. And the whole kind of movie is about, like, here's this guy who's asking for help but not asking for help. And yeah. nobody saw that Paul... Clear- needed some fucking help yeah clearly needs help from someone (laughs) yeah so to have him like actually being like help somebody help and nobody's coming to him i felt like must be purposeful yeah um, one of the things i liked oh the like um gosh the other character uh not paul but the other like main one otis uh yeah clark peters played by clark peters yeah so he i loved his character arc with coming back to vietnam and he finds out that he has a daughter that he didn't know about yeah and she's like half a half black half vietnamese woman and it shows like how the vietnamese mother is like hiding that from her and you know, she confronts her mom saying like, Oh, is that man? Like, who is that man? Is that my father? And she's like, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, well you should just work on minding your own business and stuff like that. Yeah. That whole, but that whole storyline was really, uh, I thought it was really cool. Just a really cool, interesting aspect to the war where you, you know, you don't really hear about that much, but it's like the soldiers there sleeping with people and end up having children that become, you know, I'm sure a majority of them obviously were half white, half Vietnamese, but mm-hmm. the people there like hate them because yeah. they're a reminder of the Americans invading them and everything. Yeah. And it also gets added, you know, to really help you side with their not side, but feel more for Otis who ends up being, yeah. kind of a main the main character yeah um so like the fact that they're kind of serving two things very well like that was mm-hmm. good because that was very effective to be like okay let's follow otis you know and kind of see yeah and get behind him and then he has something to get come back to um yeah but yeah and even just the fact that he's oblivious to kind of how difficult that would have been for yeah. her, even though he's someone who's must, has had obviously a difficult life for his own right. reasons he wasn't yeah. able to see it and there's a lot of that like not able to see what we're doing to each other yeah yeah it's such a dense movie uh with just every character has some some rich backstory that is just proving that this war is like the effects of it aren't over they just keep repeating and harming people in new ways. Um, but I do want to, uh, before we talk a little bit about maybe Paul 
and what uh what goes on with him and uh the trump hat uh some of the things that I thought were a little too convenient is one, David finds the gold right where he's taking a shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you guys quickly found the gold. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's not a mortal sin, but it is like, really? Just the random place you decided to take a shit. That's where the gold was. Um, but also the fact that the mine sweepers come in, we're, we're there, like we're right there. Yeah, like out of these guys had traveled on a boat in like weird configurations on rivers to go wherever they were, yeah. and then that just so happened to be where also the mine team was. Yeah, and I think my I think my cat's stuck in the closet. Uh oh. I don't know what the hell that was. It wasn't my cat. Um, but you were saying? Um, let's see. We were talking about the uh, shitting where the oh, gold the, is. The mi- and the right? minesweepers. The minesweepers yeah. showing up right when they would be most needed. <laughs> So one thing, okay. So have you seen Black Klansman? Yes. Okay. So seeing the one guy who dies from the mine, I was just immediately like, "Oh, it's it's that KKK guy from from Black Klansman," and then just felt felt immediately like I don't trust that guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The which guy is that? That's the he. He was like the main, not the leader of the like that KKK group that he joins, but he was like the main asshole one who was like held holding um, Adam driver at gunpoint while he did like the lie detector tests and stuff like that. Oh, right. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. So like, I just uh, immediately was like, Oh fuck, that guy is shady. Like, (laughs) yeah, who is he really? Are these guys really mind people? Yeah. But then they are there. Yeah. (laughs) These four, four people yeah they really just did not deserve anything that happened to them <laughs> yeah uh, well yeah and just because they're randomly there yeah and and at no point are they like not trying to help them yeah but... they're always being helpful like by the by the end of it if i were them i'd be like fuck you guys yeah fuck all of you uh, but then once money comes into play, you know, their tune changes. Like, yeah. this is definitely, it's an attack on greed and it's an attack on a lot of fucking things. And the thing is, like, a lot of the times that would be messy. But this movie, for some reason, it actually seems to serve everything. Or, you know, like some movies, it seems to bring up, like, a... Uh, something it's commenting on whether it's like the idea of uh slavery or the idea like if it's droids let's say in the movie solo Uh it's like oh we're gonna bring up the idea of slavery but with droids and like go through that along with our story and then it never really does it well or like you're wondering why did they even reference that if they weren't gonna like 
fully comment on it. This movie, it does comment on so many different things, but you never feel like, oh, why'd you bring that up and not sew it up nicely? It's like, no, it's just like, it's all important to the vibe and what this movie is saying and what's relevant to these people. Yeah. It's a juicy fucking bone. <laughs> the uh, the flashbacks are also great. Yeah, the the like the battle scenes and the flashbacks, those are those are great. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a movie. Ratio. Oh yeah, yeah, the four three ratio. But I also I've never I don't think I've ever seen a movie where they use the same actors for their flashback characters and don't just like recast as younger people. It's so uh, strange seeing Chadwick Boseman like <laughs> talk down to these older men. <laughs> yeah. And he like next to them looks like a child. Yeah. It's so funny, and but it like I think if there was more scenes with them, it might not work. But there's just enough scenes, you know, just few enough. Uh-huh. That for me it's not like too crazy. Uh, what you th- did you like it? What do you think if it was like? I thought it was the cool. It was all that. I thought it was pretty cool because just because I've never seen it before, and I I thought like, oh, th- this is fine, you know. I I never thought like, oh man, I wish they cast young actors for these people. I just thought yeah. like, oh, this is a cool idea that could be used way more to make people's lives easier. Yeah, but, like, hey, guess what? We're we're fine. We'll like get it yeah we uh, we don't need you to be we won't ask questions it's like okay the movie wants us to let's watch just watch the movie you know what i mean yeah it's like i I can't really think maybe like back to the future does that but but the whole movie is based on that i guess so it's a little bit different cool idea. yeah but there is one the photo at the end they do show a photo at the end where they de-age everybody but that's like the photo it's cheaper to Photoshop than the yeah. aged. Yeah. The other thing that's funny is like they had a picture of Chadwick Boseman's character, uh, Stormin Norman, by himself. And I just felt like it was so awkward for them to have like a picture of him just by himself. Yeah. Like, what did he, he's like, hey guys, this is my headshot when I get back. <laughs> yeah. And, and I talked that up originally to like, okay, well, they didn't want to put the rest of them in there, even though they could with them being the same age that would be fine yeah but then later on in the movie like you're saying they show one where it's like all of them you're like yeah well, why didn't they, they just use that picture yeah they could have used that picture the whole time and we would have been <laughs> like cool this is a we get this picture we we have a connection to this picture because we've seen it many times yeah. it's like he has one of those sepia tone uh glamour shots that girls <laughs> used to take <laughs> have my glamour shot he's doing the wakanda <laughs> uh but let's talk about this trump hat yeah. because paul wears this trump hat and he's like it is like this really cool like saying this is kind of what a trump voter is like scared lashing out at the wrong people uh just all these mirrors that are being put up um and i love that and it especially gets intense like when we what we mentioned he's killed and the bad guy takes the trump hat and puts it on yeah and then later the french bad guy who looks like trump and is almost acting like trump 
except he's French, is wearing it in the gunfight. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so blatant, but it's so good and just welcome. You know, I, I, really I honestly like... didn't notice it was a Trump hat until the end where Paul is like, puts it on when he's like lost by himself. Oh, really? They mention it. Well, they don't really say like your hat. They're just, I noticed he was wearing a red hat. And then they say like, make America great again. Come on. Don't tell me you voted for Trump. Yeah. Referencing his hat. Okay, because I know they said that in that scene. I didn't realize they were referencing the hat. I just thought they were, like, ref- referencing, like, I saw what you were posting on Facebook or some shit. But, okay. Yeah. Totally missed No, that. he was a full-on Trump voter. So this hat is really being used, like, every time someone's being a shithead, they're like, I'll wear the hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was really just, I was delighted every time they did something with that hat. Because they always used it. Yeah, the, like really smart, like as a almost a code, you know, it was very encoded. Yeah, and it's like uh, it's kind of it's one of those things. I'm wondering, like, Spike Lee is just like, how can I get John Renault to wear a Make America Great Again hat? Yeah. Okay, I got an idea for a movie, <laughs> and this was his entire goal. And then I then I think uh, he gained weight just to be more Trumpish. <laughs> I think he did because he yeah. kind of had Trump's body. It's true. Uh, let's uh, get some final thoughts in here before we wrap it up. Um, a couple keynotes. Uh, Melvin, uh, who is uh, played by Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Um, earlier in the movie, he says, "I wouldn't jump on a grenade for any of you fools." something like that. oh yeah then at the end of the movie he jumps on a grenade for yeah his, for otis uh just great tying things up like that i was hoping it would be great for that scene as he jumps on the grenade but then under the grenade was a mine <laughs> and, then, and then that blows up too uh there's some joke where you step somewhere and someone says mine and you're like no mine no, I, I don't know <laughs> it's late guys uh <laughs> Um, one thing that, uh, I thought was funny is how, uh, freaking Paul is like, I talk to Norm every night, but then it's after, like, it's in this moment that he talks to Norm and Norm says, I forgive you. It's like, dude, you've been talking to him every night and you ha- you've waited this long <laughs> to say, I forgive you. Yeah. I know it's not, I know that's not the, what, you know, it's more in his mind. He was talking to Norm and now it's different. But just yeah. in a being an asshole way. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like, like you, you could have picked a much earlier time to forgive me, but yeah. you ruined his life by not he's forgiving like, him earlier. He's like, and one more good night hand job just for old time's sake, mm. bud. It's all himself. He gets bit by a snake, which is so funny. Paul. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So he gets bit by a snake. He loses his backpack that has extra gold in it. Yeah. The thing with the gold is, like, gold is I so fucking gold. heavy. Like, Oh, yeah. The... They try to show it, but it's like, you could, I don't think they could all really trek that far with that much gold in their backpacks and, like, yeah. somehow not die from losing a bag that just, big yeah 
it's great and the fact that like there's his younger son was gonna come and they're like no don't come it's like i think you guys couldn't have handled that much gold yeah if he if he wasn't there too like <laughs> like you didn't have that. like a like a cart like you knew it was yeah gold, right like a big like fat wheeled cart or some shit it's gold bro <laughs> um yeah yeah, so that's fun to to nitpick. You know, actually, one uh, cool cool moment is, I think it's after they win or something. They win the final fight. Um, it like flashes a picture of gosh, what's his name? It's the first guy who dies. Um, uh, oh yeah, uh, Nor Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie. It flashes a picture of him of just like some random point of his life. And it's just part of what this movie does where it never lets you forget that like the that people died and that they were yeah. people. It's like, no, he, remember, don't forget about fucking Eddie and shows you a picture of him. Yeah. And it's not like a picture from a movie. The movie, I mean. It's like a picture from some random fucking day. Just to be like, oh, this dude existed outside of what you just saw of him. And now he's gone. Remember that. And it does that not in the same way. But it does that for different characters and uh, uh, representations of people throughout the movie. And, uh, really good. Yeah. So one of the, th- the things, one of the big parts of the story, too, is that, like, Paul, it shows that Paul actually shoots Storm and Norman. And yeah. And he feels all this guilt, and that's, like, why he's so fucked up. Yeah, he spray and prayed and ended up getting Norman. Which, dude, that had to happen so much. Yeah. There's probably so many guys who accidentally did that, and now they're just, they've never told anyone. Yeah. It's its really fucked up. It's um, hella funny, fool. Oh, <laughs> oh, one other thing I looked up is that mine's... You know, I understand it's a movie and that that's how they work for movies, but like mines do straight up just explode when they're triggered. Once you, yeah, touch them, it's like they immediately blow up. It's not just oh, you step off them. Oh, I, I have some sort of hope that I could live. But I yeah, totally like, understandable I for how it makes a movie good. I get that. Yeah, I I buy it for the movie, but I also I'm not gonna try that. Actually, I'll be dead once I step on the mine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was one idea I had in my head for um, uh, the ad was mine signs. Like, just put up a sign, please. If there's mines around, just put up a sign <laughs> somewhere. You could see why it was cut. <laughs> um, any <laughs> uh, any other thoughts? Uh, some things in this movie. Um. Oh, the, so one of the parts they have uh, Otis. He's like taking oxycotton yes for pains in his legs or whatever i can't believe his friends would let him just throw oxycontin all over the floor uh, yeah. like if you're going a trek into the jungle you can't just yeah, be like no, you no, can't dude. just cold cut like off of oxycontin you would fucking die from yeah the, and you might even just need it <laughs> yeah you like you guys are gonna twist a leg and need it at the very least yeah yeah true um, and then, but I mean, I guess, so I guess they kind of justify that later with him showing that he still has some. Mm-hmm. So he was like lying, I guess, but I just, his friends, the fact that his friends would be like, no, you're just going to stop it using it. If we suspect you for being ab- abusing it, 
is like, mm. dude, that's not how that works. You, <laughs> yeah. What well, now? You guys can just watch me keep track. See if I am abusing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, have you seen Tropic Thunder, dude? Jack Black goes fucking nuts for the Charles. Come on. <laughs> the uh, it and even that moment kind of like is addressing the um, opioid crisis like just enough. Yeah. You know, because it it almost feels all it's all feels so connected. Uh-huh. you know like yeah. all those issues kind of stem from similar places um and that's just one of those things where it's like it's adding to the characters but it's also making this like slight comment of like i remember this is one of the fucking things that happens too when you send people to war or don't care about people's health really yeah uh what, oh, one what other thing i want to talk about is how so they, they go there to get Norman's body back in the gold, but then Eddie dies, and then they're like, okay, but we're going to leave Eddie's body here, even yeah. though we came all the way for Norman's body. Yeah, they're going to have to come again like in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we'll in 10 years, back. we'll look for the, the lost backpack of gold and Eddie's body. <laughs> I think you just came up with the sequel dude that's that honestly i have that written down as as my, one of my sequel ideas oh my god we got to get into that then are you ready <laughs> yeah. to get into that? yeah yeah uh-huh. let's do uh double features first um you got anything for double yeah features? uh for double features i just had the obvious choice of black klansman totally um, i the thing with black klansman though is i think i like black klansman more than this movie not that this movie's bad in any way but i enjoyed how black black clansman had more of a sense of humor and i guess was not as like shockingly violent but i mean that's mm. that's what this movie is about it's not not that it's bad but i think yeah i just enjoy the experience of watching black clansman more but For also sure. the end of black clansman is so awesome not to like spoil the story of it but it just ends similar to this movie where it shows flashes of like real life events because Black Klansman is about you know racist yeah. people in the seventies. Yeah, those. The um. Yeah, I believe it took place in the seventies. Yeah, and at the end, it's like, oh, they you know they essentially won, but then they're like, but we didn't win because there's still racist people out there, and we still have to deal with them every fucking day, and it's yeah. it's just a cool ending to be like, it's not over. This isn't over. Yeah, they both do that. It's it's almost. The, the the clips they use could be used in the same movies, you know, yeah. the montages. Yeah. That's not even a bad thing. It's just like he's he's not afraid to use like even just a quick in the middle of the movie cutaway to documentary footage or something. He's not afraid to like break that and worry about taking you out of the movie at all. He's like, yeah. no, you're going to see this. Yeah. He's like, it's like this, this real footage stand side by side with the message of my movie yeah and that's why they and work so i'm gonna well make together. sure you get it yeah y- you are going to fucking swallow this pill this yeah. oxycontin pill yeah <laughs> i'll spell it out for you so you you can't fuck this up uh, i'm a hard n when i say oxycontin <laughs> which i believe is the spelling it's for the correct it. pronunciation uh, yeah i wish more people were on board <laughs> uh well let's get into this uh my double feature then or did you have a yeah that was uh, it for me a second one okay i say 
It was a hard one to come up with, uh, but I'm going to say based on kind of uh, Vietnam trauma being the theme, Jacob's Ladder. Not the new one. I can't really vouch for the new one, but the the older one with uh, Tim Tim something. Uh, but it's a horror movie, and it's about the Vietnam War. Watch them both. They're not going to... Uh, Jacob's Ladder is going to put you in a worse mood than uh, this in some ways, just in its overall tone being horror and uh, psychological terror. But um, The Five Bloods it's, might make you feel terrible in a totally different way. <laughs> so <laughs> pick your pick your poison first. It's like and, a uh, one-two punch. Yeah, like one's almost like cosmic horror and the other one is, oh, this is how we live horror um that would be my double feature it's not a necessarily a fun one but actually i think defy bloods for all of what it says that's so heavy it's very fun as well yeah it never stops being entertaining and fun true uh and then let tell me a little bit about these uh sequels oh yeah so i have written down okay so they could do a prequel called the first blood about there Storm and Norman's origin story. <laughs> yeah, and then they could really put Chadwick Boseman like everywhere, right? They can't afford him. Uh, they could do, I was thinking they could do Rambo to First Blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, then for that sequel, it's like they could call it like The Sixth Blood. And then it'll be a sixth person. But I was thinking uh, it's too obvious it'll be Paul's son. So maybe it would be Otis's daughter. Mm-hmm going to look for the missing backpack that's very uh that's very hip and in right now yeah they could deal with how what it's like to live as a half black half vietnamese woman in vietnam post vietnamese war vietnam war but yeah that's what i had written down i uh my sequel idea is the new bloods (laughs) it's uh takes place 20 years in the future there's a new war and uh david uh the son Uh he leads a platoon of black soldiers hoping not to make his father's mistakes when during the war they come across gold okay so yeah it could it could be his dad's gold yeah they're fighting in vietnam again yeah (laughs) in gundams (laughs) <laughs> obviously they're in gundams <laughs> and there's and there's mines everywhere oh totally they can't get they can't like five minutes won't pass in the movie until like unless someone is dying from a mine every five yeah, minutes when the movie starts you're like wow why are there like 80 characters main characters <laughs> in this movie and then you're gonna realize oh it's because one is dying of a mine blast every two minutes <laughs> Uh, well, cool. Any final thoughts for the show before we wrap it up? Uh, that's it. That's it for me. Dope, dope, dope. Well, uh, this has been Beat It Movie Reviews. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever um, type of podcasting software you have. Or reach out to us on Twitter. I'm at Joe Cabello. Chris is at Rebirth Project. Yep. Um, also, I'll link again the um, Discord server for the movie events we're going to put on. That link might expire, but uh, all you have to do for the unexpirable link is find us on iTunes. I'll post it there or my Twitter. 
And uh, anything else you want to plug or whatever, Chris? Uh, no, that's it for me. Cool. Well, next week, I'm not sure what we're going to do. I'm sure it'll be fun. Um, but we'll hit you up. Uh, check y'all later. Bye. Another movie review podcast. At least it's better than a car crash. And we're going to write some funny ads. Talking movies and having a blast. It's the Beated Podcast. It's the Beated Podcast.